Welcome to the Art of Slowing Down to Quantum Leap podcast that I created especially for conscious introvert entrepreneurs. And if you desire to grow and quantum scale without the hustle and are ready to discover the missing pieces to effortlessly running a solar line business, then this is for you. And I'm your host, Annalena Fuchs, a human design and energetic alignment coach. And my mission with this podcast is to provide you with a shortcut to your most aligned path to success and financial freedom using a powerful combination of human design, science, and spirituality. And I myself have shifted from working nine to five to now enjoying the freedom of creating things on my own terms. And I want to help you do the same. Welcome everybody. I am very excited to be back. It's Annalena here. It's another episode of the Art of Slowing Down podcast. And today I'm super happy and excited to have a deep human design and jinkies conversation. You know, we may have to put a time limit on this, but <laughs> um, we love it so much. And I have the honor to have Stephanie Eastman here with me. She is a, a jinkies expert. She also mm -hmm. loves human design and she got so inspired by the Gene Keys that it really helped her activate her own voice and sold her company and now to help others become alive in their purpose in business. And however else the bio continues, I would love to hear from you and welcome, by the way. So happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I just love talking with you because you know how passionately I feel about nerding out about human design and Gene Keys. Yes, yes, I know. I know how that how that goes. That's why my pocket is here. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. So Stephanie, I would love to hear what brought you to the jinkies. I mean, also was it human design first or only jinkies or both? I know you mainly focus on jinkies. So I would just love to hear what came about in your life and how that changed things for you and now made this the main focus in your business. Yeah. So I had come across human design, but it had never really clicked for me. Like I would look up my profile number, which is a five, two, and I would dabble a little bit, but it just never really was like, Ooh, I got to know about this. And one day I was randomly scrolling through Facebook and somebody's like, does anybody know of a good gene key reader? And I was sitting at the farmer's market where I sold all my all natural lavender products. I was bored out of my mind <laughs> and I just went and I Googled gene keys. And four months later, I think I finally came out of the cave of learning all of the stuff about gene keys. But it was so funny because I feel like a lot of people are able to have human design click for them and then they go into gene keys. But for me, the gene keys actually opened the door for me to understand human design more. Mm, I love that because, you know, there's no right or wrong. Yeah. And I always encourage people, go where you feel called to go. There's no one way to do things. And for me, it was the other way around, right? Uh -huh. Like for me, first human design came and for me, clicked very quickly right away everywhere, yeah. 360 degree. Mm -hmm. And then actually I wasn't ready for the gene keys. I got the book first and I was like, I'm not ready for this. I was kind of so... I returned it actually because I didn't want to have it here and not even use it. 
Mm-hmm. So then I listened to Richard Rudd and one of the human design conferences and I was like, oh my gosh, now you got me. It took yeah. him for me to really get it. And then he shared the story with Ra and the whole evolution of his time in human design and then how he, you know, went into the jinkies and that became his own thing. So that was it. And now I really find so much beauty in combining the two because jinkies yeah it gives it a more feminine flavor and more mm-hmm. ease and also you probably know this about me but and you know I'm, i want to actually ask you as well like sometimes in the human design community i find actually it's not helping the way it's being taught because people actually segregate themselves into the types mm-hmm. uh, why it's important of course to talk about your type but the way it's being talked about is kind of like oh we have this and you guys have that and it's like it's it's like exclusive in some way right but we are so different and diverse and within the types there's so many differences there's so many things that overlap like Uh yeah there are elements of different types in one chart and I can see that so clearly and so the nice thing with the jink is what I want to say is that there are no types right Mm -hmm. and that is very uh how do you say this (laughs) It is very nice for some people because oftentimes people with the five types in human design, when it's not taught in the right way, I want to say, they almost feel like, oh, I have something missing or I I've heard this a lot. Oh, I wish I wouldn't be uh, this type. I wish I would be something else. And then yeah. it's like, well, maybe that's not so helpful, you know? Yeah. It's kind of the same idea how a lot of us, whenever we get into this stuff, we've come from the background of like, Ooh, I like astrology and Zodiac signs, but Mm -hmm. where if you decide like, Hey, I'm a Leo and I'm going to live by just the rules of being a Leo for the rest of my life, instead of saying, Hey, I'm a Leo, but I'm going to take this and I'm going to grow from there. I'm going to take this and just like use this as inspiration for how I move. Yeah, exactly. It's all the different pieces. Yeah. And and as you know, I personally I love human design and I'm very passionate about how I teach it. And yeah. I feel like it's so empowering for all of us. Um, but I would love to hear your story now a little bit. So what so now okay, you wanted the farmers market. By the way, I love that you sold lavender. I love lavender. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um and especially at the farmers market, I can hang out there myself. Mm-hmm. So you learn, what did you learn in particular about yourself that was like, oh, wow. Well, you know, I actually moved out to Arizona four and a half years ago from St. Louis. And that was my first big leap of faith of like Mm -hmm. trusting in myself, trusting in like feeling my real intuition and following it. Because like the rest of my life, I look back even through like high school and younger where I would get these intuitive nudges and then I would do the exact opposite (laughs) Mm. (laughs) because I didn't trust myself. So whenever I became a lavender farmer and I decided to make all of these all natural products from scratch was really me saying yes to myself and saying like, Hey, I am a boss. Like, Hey, I can do things that might seem difficult to other people, or I am able to move in different ways than the majority of people move because I I come from a place where I feel like a lot of people were teachers or nurses. <laughs> and so doing something different and especially like uprooting your whole life to move, that was that was my first really big bold move. And I was so glad I did it. But once I came across 
like, especially my gene keys in the last year, I had been feeling, and this is a little bit of that generator inside of me too, where I didn't have the sparkle anymore for making those all natural products. Like I used to, I used to be so gung ho on doing it. Like it has to be simple ingredients, this, that, the other. And when I started seeing that, Hey, I'm really obsessed with personal development. I'm really curious as to turn on my voice. Like I really want to help people to feel as excited as I did whenever I came into lavender. Mm. So I learned the gene keys. I learned mindset work all at the same time after years of really doing the deep dive into my shadow work was this like reawakening. It was like a next level of awakening. And so the gene keys came at the exact perfect time that I needed to see all those little golden nuggets of inspiration so I could move into the next chapter of my life. Yeah, I love that. I want to actually go a little bit into this because so you are five to sequel generator right like in, in mm -hmm. human design terms and because so often I get this question a lot because I'm a manager right and for many gens we have yeah you're multi-passionate you can do all the things and then oftentimes when I talk to generators yeah but I can only do this one thing right and that's not true right because mm -hmm. what I want to I just want to kind of use your story right now to kind of illustrate how you can shift as a generator right so why what I have found, and you will let me know because you are the generator. I'm a, yeah, I'm a generator type, but I'm a manager, right? So uh -huh. it's a little bit to it. So you had this all in, right, for the lavender farm and the natural products. And for how many years did you do that? Uh, four and a half years. So I just sold my business back in December. Oh, wow. Congrats. That's so awesome. Yeah. So you. it's just, it shows that, so the, the generator, like, has a more clear focus for some time mm -hmm. and then you have on that during the four and a half years right you probably felt sometimes a little bit off where you hit the plateau right where you were uninspired and you had to rest yeah and also where I was still actively like pursuing other interests almost yeah. like you would think like a manifesting generator like I went full pull into my psychic medium work where I I truly thought I was going to exit lavender and be a medium for the rest of my life. But like all these different little interests came through in that time as well. Yeah. And, and that's why I love that. No, you did it for four and a half years, but it doesn't mean you have to do it now or not because you're a generator. You, you don't have to force yourself to stay with us. You will know, like you, your sacral guided you, your intuition, you also have a defined spleen, right? So and your sun gate, the 32, is in your spleen as well. So fear is low, right? <laughs> so That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, but just when I say, like, you totally changed your entire career, right? And and now you have your, your personal development path. And in 10 years from now, that may shift again. We don't know, right? So oh, 110%. I feel like, I feel like I could be a a person that if somebody's ever worried, like, Hey, I've changed careers all of these times. It's like, no, I promise you, like, just because your path does not look squeaky clean. And I even did a post about this today. Even if your path looks different, you're gathering all of this eclectic knowledge that's going to help you and help all of the people that you're meant to serve. Yeah, no, every day. I love that. So one of the things with the gene keys was it was all about your voice, right? Because if 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 I look at your human design chart, you have a lot of throat activations, right? Yes. It's like you have the, the 731 channel, you have the 56, you have the 33, you have the gate of detail, 62 as well. 
that's mm-hmm. my that's my north node by the way so i'm very familiar Ooh. with that energy yeah um so what did that help you with because i i know you on instagram you talk a lot consistently about the jinkies you reached out to me you asked me you have a podcast yourself right it's called the uh-huh. think you way to success podcast yeah, yeah. uh-huh so that actually looked like, and this is where the gene keys were such like a defining moment with my voice was before I knew I was a really good writer. So I would hide behind my writing to a certain <laughs> extent because I was so scared to use my voice. I used to get on lives like back in the day, whenever I did tarot readings and mediumship work, and I would shake and sweat and be like, woo. So glad that's done. <laughs> Whenever I finish, but, and, uh, I'll never do it again. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh my gosh! But what I learned with my gene keys, and I remember it was like July this past year, 2022. It was, it was called like the Ring of No Return, and it's like once you start using your voice, nothing will ever be the same. And that was the defining moment for me, where I was just like, okay. I've got to start doing this. And so what that looked like for me was showing up on lives every single day, like, like showing up on lives. I think I did four months in a row where I went on Instagram live every single day where I taught on insight timer, which is like a really cool app where you do like meditations, yoga, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, so I teach on insight timer three times a week. And then that led me to then I booked a room at the public library and I was like, I'm going to make this opportunity for myself so I can speak in front of people. And then literally just two weeks ago, I had the opportunity to do a eulogy at my grandfather's funeral where like I had built that confidence up in my voice in that time from the inspiration of the gene keys. So I was able to do that in a way that felt so good. And it was one of the most beautiful experiences of my life. So mm-hmm. it really is an unfolding of this voice that just keeps mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. So like a year, less than a year ago, you were totally silent in a yeah. way, hiding there, yeah. writing. Okay. So because I, you know, my, my conscious son is 13. I'm here to listen. <laughs> and, I, and I love to what I hear you say. It's such a potent story for especially I mean my listeners and the world in general because so the the generator energy we're here to show like mastery it's all about becoming masterful at things and what you just described is just that so here Stephanie was totally scared to use your voice which I'm sure there's so many people right now listening they're scared to speak their truth and one thing I want to add on is that Stephanie and I we both have a completely open solar plexus so we are the recurring people pleaser most likely, right? Because mm-hmm. we can amplify emotions. We don't want to upset people. We want to keep the peace, yeah. right? So suppressing our truth probably was comfortable for a long time until the universe kicked us in the butt over and over again because I always say, like, the truth will always come out no matter what, especially if you lie to yourself, right? It's... That's what really sets us free. So this is just six months, right? And we have to, I have noticed this myself too. You know, while I talk a lot about it, it gets to be easy, which really does. That's the two line as well. You have a two, you have five, two, right? So, um, but without getting uncomfortable, guys, you're not going to grow. Sorry, it's not going (laughs) to happen. 
you know, I mean, my entire business in the last four or five years, every time we're really leaned into discomfort, mm-hmm. while I trust in my sequel, right? It doesn't, discomfort doesn't mean the sequel is a no, that's quite a difference. So my, my intuition was like, yeah, this is it, like you described. I knew yeah. I had to do it, but the fear kicks in. And then I, I don't want to, it's too uncomfortable. What are people going to say? I'm not going to do it. But you did it. You showed up. And yeah. for you, because it showed up every day on Instagram Live, it doesn't have to be like this for everybody, right? But that was the way for you. And you knew that's the right thing for you to do. And you needed that. Yeah. And and, and it's just such a short period of time. And you're so freaking confident. Oh, thank you so like, much. Like on camera, speaking, and like you're really embodying it. And it also shows that, you know, it doesn't take like five, 10 years to become masterful. And and of course, maybe in five years, you're going to look back and you feel oh, like yeah. you're an amateur today, right? Yes, but for sure. If you look at where you are today, I mean, it's amazing how masterful you have become from trusting yourself and leaning into the discomfort but you just knew that's where I have to go oh for sure you know how many times like even whenever I reached out to you the very first time I was like hey you want to go on a live together like Mm -hmm. those are places where I would have been so uncomfortable before like putting myself Mm -hmm. out there in a bigger way especially whenever you have the idea of like oh what if these people that you want to work with reject you and so I think that that keeps people small and that keeps them from using their voice and saying like, Hey, I'd love to talk with you. I'd love to share ideas. I'd love to like, see what we can do together, mm-hmm. you know? And I just, I, I do a lot of like, I listen to Bob Proctor all the time. I, I love mm-hmm. him. And he had always talked about this idea of the terror barrier and jumping through that terror barrier. Cause a lot of times with manifesting, I feel like we can think it in our mind, we can feel it in our body, but it really is that beautiful, like taking the potent action that Mm -hmm. makes such a a cool change. Just like you were saying, getting uncomfortable. So I got very comfortable with getting uncomfortable these past six months. Yeah. And, and that's really, I mean, we can do all the energy healings. We can do all the meditation, all the stuff. Mm -hmm. But if we don't move through what's uncomfortable, it's the same also in relationship dynamics, right? If I cannot have an uncomfortable conversation with my partner, we're probably going to live a mediocre kind of relationship. We want to have an amazing relationship. We want to speak our truth. And sometimes it's, especially for me at Fourline, right? It's fear projection. It's always like, hello. And yeah. But that's where I've seen the most magic happen in my personal life and also in my business. And and what you just said, right? We're so afraid to get rejected because if you think about it, like if you would not have reached out to you, you would have rejected yourself. For sure. Right? Because, oh, I'm not going to ask her and then you already have a no. Yeah. Because you're not even asking me, right? It's the darndest thing. You know, <laughs> once you just start putting yourself out there, you realize A, it's not that big of a deal that you make it out to be. And B, you are opening so many doors for incredible opportunities to happen in your life. Not only just like us sitting here having this conversation, but to actually like grow. Mm, Yeah. And so I want to share another thing about this reaching out, which is also a little bit of human design, which I think is sometimes a misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. So 
there's sometimes, or even when I started to learn human design, it was this thing like, yeah, generators have to wait to respond and managers as well. But because managers have a motor to the throat, we can initiate a conversation. And I was like, okay, so generators can't or what? Mm-hmm. Which doesn't make, I mean, if you think about it, like that just doesn't work if you ask me. And mm-hmm. I was just, when you were talking, because I feel you energetically more the person to reach out than me. And then I was like, well, but I'm a manifesting generator. Shouldn't I be the one reaching out because I have a motor to the throat? Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about your 5-2. I'm a 2-4. So yeah. my main is the two line. I'm the hermit, right? I, I feel a lot like a projector, like crazy like a projector. Yeah. My conscious son is 13. I'm here to listen. And yeah. then I respond. So, and I feel like, and I know other lots of five lines in my life, um, it's it's a much more outgoing energy and actually because you're this this like um visionary leader and and also you're more about reaching out to people you don't even know yet right like we didn't really know each other nope. uh, we just <laughs> kind of like i was kind of kind of strangers right and mm-hmm. it's more in the five line energy to actually reach out and it, it usually works well so i just want to mention that because there's so much more than just the type in human design and don't ever think because whatever type you are, you can do something. If you feel called to do it intuitively, let me reach out to this person mm-hmm. and you're scared as heck, go do it. Right? For sure. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that's going to be the thing that changes you the most whenever you just like trust that intuitive nudge mm-hmm. and you almost like shatter all of the things in the rule book that you think you're supposed to be doing. And you just say, you know what, this, this nudge is going to be the most important thing right now. And it's going to help me move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, there's a, I think there's a big confusion about following your sacral and intuition. Oh, I love that you brought this up. Yeah. You want to talk about it? Well, for me, at least I've had times where I have interpreted like the fear as my intuition or the fear as my Mm -hmm. sacral and where I actually almost did like a science experiment a few different times to see, I'm like, is this really what this is? Or am I just like using that because I'm not immediately turned on by it to bypass something that could be a really good opportunity for me. So I really started playing with the different energies of like, what is fear? What is my intuition and how to navigate through that? Mm. Yeah. So I have also exactly played with it because people get confused by this a lot. So the sequel response is this immediate, like, if I ask you something, do you love to talk about the dinkies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is like, yes. <laughs> you like, do you love to eat chocolate? Yeah. It's like this, like, Ah, it just lights you up you have a spark in your eyes and and you're totally out of your head right you're not in your mind it it comes from the belly it comes from the from the we say the gut feeling and but once you feel this right after in a second you have the fears come up oh, but how can i do it but i don't know and this is scary i've never done it before and all the things right and and the sequel is that if something is really meant for you in your life it will keep responding to it, right? It's not just once in the moment. And the sequel is about uh, where you're meant to be going next. Like Stephanie uh, changed her career to the Gene Keys. That 
her sake will guide her there, right? And the intuition is like a supporting, that's how I see it, like a supporting element and something that guides you throughout your entire day. So your intuition is more this like in the moment, mm -hmm. but it only speaks once. It's like, go to the store right now and or call your mom or whatever mm -hmm. this is, right? And you're like, why? But <laughs> you gotta do it right when it comes and trust it and then you may be like oh wow i'm so glad i just did this because this totally now everything that i was trying to figure out before now it makes all sense or oh, i met this person and this new opportunity came because i was exactly at the cashier when this person was there and they dropped something and then we connected and talked right mm -hmm. and you wouldn't have trusted that and did it 10 minutes later it wouldn't be it's like the intuition it's like how we're all how everything is interconnected mm -hmm. right and how we communicate and the universe is trying to like here is the right person for you but you gotta you know we have to be open to receive that so um and then of course the intuition because this clean is the center where all the intuition is and there are the fears mm -hmm. every intuition we have and the shadow has a fear like for example the most intuitive gate of all is 57 right and mm -hmm. the fear is the fear of the future so we all even if it's undefined right you actually can amplify this energy so it's we don't trust because we are scared of the unknown but the paradox is that nothing is really certain and the only thing that we know is right now in this very moment so leaning into that fear of the unknown is where all the beautiful manifestation and magic you have ever been dreaming of. Yes. I love that. And I mean, I think back to how I told you, I scheduled a talk at the library and mm -hmm. everything inside of me was like, Stephanie, why are you doing this? You don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. But it was just that knowing it was like that drop in of intuition, that like sacral. Yes. That was telling me go do this because this is exactly what you need to be preparing yourself for. And then, like mm -hmm. I said, not even two weeks later, I had the opportunity to speak in front of 40 plus people. Yeah. That's so amazing. Oh. That is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah, our intuition is is very brilliant. And that's yeah. why, I mean, that this whole podcast is right about slowing down. Because if you don't slow down, you're not gonna be able to listen mm -hmm. or hear the whispers of your intuition, right? Because the mind is like I think it's like two times stronger than the intuition and then the emotions are four times as strong as the intuition. So if we get caught up in the busyness and constantly thinking and thinking and overthinking and feeling emotions and we're not processing it, right? The intuition is like, ah, nobody's listening, right? So yeah. that's why it's so important. And that's why I personally love the jinky so much mm -hmm. because it really asks us to slow down. And I would love to hear like your experience, like how did you went into contemplating the gene keys like what's your unique approach you know so I would really just go to whichever ones I was drawn to most at that time and mm -hmm. I probably did this much faster than most people but I think this was the two in me honestly mm -hmm. like I just fell in love with what I was absorbing and I I truly couldn't help myself like <laughs> I just mm -hmm. became so thoroughly obsessed with it but 
I just kept going to the things that I, I really liked at first. So the different ones that really felt strong for me. And then I went back to the ones that challenged me more. And I just kind of thought about them. Sometimes I would Google them. Like a lot of the stuff that I even had to learn from the gene keys that since there's so little information on, on them, mm. a lot of the stuff that I got inspired by was just even the human design gates and learning those and understanding those more and how they pair in with the gene keys. Mm. And so it has been a really cool unfolding of how I see these gene keys and how over like weeks, like they'll become a little bit more crystal clear as I go on. I'll have new ideas, new inspiration, how I can talk about it. So I've enjoyed mm. that part of it. Yeah. It sounds like what happened with me with human design, because it was so fast. Mm-hmm. And and of course, I was like, well, I can't already teach this because mm-hmm. there are people out there that have been doing it for 20 or 15 or 10 years or seven, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but I just know it's so easy. And I'm like, yeah, you no. Know, and, and yeah, I got certified and all the things. But right from the beginning, I had a talent to just share with other people. And I just I don't know, there's something that happens when I just look at a chart. It like tells me a story. And I'm like okay and like why would I hold this back right because some people think you have to do it for xyz years before and I'm taking on that belief no not really you know and I have to say that's also the gene keys helped me so much with that the two line the dancer yeah I'm just supposed to do what comes easy and I don't even have to study it and I was like yeah that's what happens with me in human design it's just it's easy I love that so much and this is honestly where I get like so passionate about, about people stepping up and using their voice because truly, and I've done, I've done other little lives with human design readers. And then you and I have talked and actually you're the one that sparked me being excited to just talk to all human design readers. because It's so so fun to see how we do it differently, how we even interpret the Mm -hmm. things that are the same, how we interpret them differently and how we feel them, how we teach them differently. And I could have been so afraid to share how I felt about the gene keys because I thought I had to like have done it for a certain amount of time before I could talk. But I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I was going out, scouring the internet, wanting to just find as much juice, as much information as I could. But it came the time where it was like, Stephanie, use your voice and teach it. And whether Mm -hmm. that was showing up and making carousel posts or actually getting on lives and like getting more comfortable Mm -hmm. talking about it. Like if you have that pull for something that lights you up and it makes you happy and you know about it and it just clicks, start sharing it and see where it takes you. Yeah. Don't, don't wait for years because somebody tells you so exactly, especially being a two line. Right. But it's also, I mean, we are here to show this to the world. It's not just for the two lines, right. We're here to show people or humanity as a whole that we are meant to do what comes easy to us. It's like, and then I realized, yeah, why, why do we torture kids in school to be good at all the subjects and not just let them focus on their zone of genius, right? Of course, they need to learn how to read and write and basic math and those kind of things. But there's so much we kind of force people to learn because why, you know? (laughs) For sure. 
And yeah. this, even, this reminds me of, I had read about Tony Robbins, how he started doing NLP and it was mm. like a six month certification. And he started like wanting to do it after a week of learning it. And he's like, we got to get this out there to people and they're, <laughs> yeah. like, they're not certified. And they like kicked him out of the program. And now he's freaking Tony Robbins. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks for sharing that story. I think yeah. he's a, he's a manager to a six to or something emotional thought. Yeah, that is awesome. But, but yeah, it's, it's because we have created, and I, if you really think about it, we have created these rules mm-hmm. and, and think they have to apply to everybody, right? You have to have X amount of years and, and look, yes. And in, in some cases that proves to be right. And of course we get better as we practice. I'm much yeah. better now. I don't really say the word better. I just, I have to say, when I did my very first human design reading, I was like a baby in diapers and I changed the person's life. Yeah. Oh, like God, totally changed the person's life. And I I continue to do so. And it's just at a deep at a different level, you attract different kinds of people that are just aligned for you, right? And and like you say too, you can have a reading with five different people and you probably get a different negative wisdom because it's it's unique. I don't have a I never have a script like mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. Like, I mean, the way I do it now, it's, it's all intuitively. And I I trust whatever is meant to come through is going to come through, you know? And yeah, it's beautiful. Hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. So I'm right now still contemplating the Venus sequence. Uh-huh. Which is awesome. Yeah. Which is, wow. What's been your favorite part of that? My favorite part is the lines in particular is so powerful because, you know, in in human design, we kind of mainly focus on the profile, which for me is the two, four. And what I love with the gene keys in general, and also now in in the Venus sequence is like every all the other right now it's we're looking at Mars and Venus and Uh different gates in human design, so to say. Right. But also the lines there and I also have a three line there and I'll have a one line in my SQ and um, I had first lots of four lines and there's so much more depth in that so as a four line for example um, we get really cold we can put up this wall you know when people like you know we're super nice four lines super loving but if you mess with me don't mess with me you know, yeah. like, so it gave me, again, more compassion for myself and especially these relationship dynamics, right? And I have a lot of Libra in my in my chart, my moon yeah. is in the seventh house and stuff. So there's a lot of, um, yeah, it just resonates so much. And also I have found that, because uh, I also have a lot of spleen activations and I have all the 57 as part of my Venus sequence, for example. And mm-hmm. it just... Just as you start the contemplation for the month with the gene key, something happens. It's just kind of then all of a sudden, like you you really feel the shadow, you're more aware of it, but then you see it shift, but it's so gentle. And it's not like you have to actively be doing something, right? You're just more yeah. surrendering into the experience. And yeah, I just feel more grounded, more in love with myself and life and... And especially also, yeah, more understanding for others as well and in the context of relationships. And mm-hmm. yeah, and then because you look at your kind of the first 21st years of life, the, mm-hmm. especially in the Venus sequence and 
just kind of how everything makes sense. It's like, oh yeah, this is why I had these fears as a child growing up. But it's just like all like, yeah, of course, because we still always think, well, but I should have been stronger. I should have been more confident. I should not have had so many fears, whatever, right? And yeah, it's just, it opens up your heart even more. And I, I have to say, I had a, so I have done, I don't know if you have heard about the emotion code. It's a, it's yeah. like a energy healing modality. Like, like the body testing. healing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, That's exactly. where a lot of my stuff started, yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, I've also done all these things and I have done a lot of emotional work for years, even before human design came my way. Mm -hmm. So this whole like deconditioning and feel emotions and release it and be aware of, you know, the shadow patterns. Like even that's why out of contemplation for me is like, of course, it's not like mm -hmm. you or something like that. But I, I love wow. how Richard Rudd put it so cohesively together and the terminology he uses. Yeah. Um, but I have like there's a hard wall we have, right? And with the emotion code, that's one of the first things people usually work on. And I had somebody test once, which by the way was the person I did my first human design reading with. Wow. Um, yeah, and and he tested, and he's like, Wow, you almost have no hard wall. Like the work you do is it works. And then he removed whatever was there, right? So um and and the Venus sequence is all about opening up your heart. So mm -hmm. I can imagine you have never done any kind of emotional release work. It's going to be, and I've seen it. It's, it's intense. It is, you got to be ready for it. Right. And yeah. um, I just also kind of got more appreciation for the work I've done already, or especially with emotions. Mm -hmm. And, but no matter where you're at, no matter how much done work you have done, there's always the next level, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, it's not like, oh, I'm done with it. And there's also people in the Venus sequence, they have gone through it several times. And it's just always another nugget of wisdom, another epiphany breakthrough and up level. Yeah. And it's it's just beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I definitely feel like the years that I spent doing the digging of the shadow work very much prepared me for the Venus sequence and understanding that on a different level to where. I was so drawn immediately whenever I started working with the gene keys to the prosperity and the genius sequence, just because it was something I was like coming out of. And I was like, Ooh, I'm actually feeling really into what's like, what's the future look like? Like, how can we do things differently than ever mm -hmm. before? But yeah, like you were saying, one of my favorite parts of the gene keys is those point lines, like how they're a little bit different than just human design, mm -hmm. where it goes to a little bit more of like an artistic depth. That's really it cool. Is. Yeah. 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 Because in human design, at least how I learned that you definitely learn about the lines, but very superficial, I find. And it's just incredible the wisdom that Richard Rapp puts into the lines for every single gene key. I mean, that in itself changes your entire life, your relationship dynamics. It's mm -hmm. it's incredible. I yeah. love I love in the prosperity sequence and I'm going to do like, I've, I've just been jazzed up about this topic lately, yeah. but like what actually motivates us to create a successful career, which is like in that pearl, like, mm -hmm. what is it? So for like, for me, it is charity. And for other people, it's like leadership and power for other people. It's mm -hmm. just like being recognized somebody else's celebration, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You have the four line, right? I have, I have the, my pearl is a 44. Funny. Yours is a 33. So you know, what's funny. Yours is 
33.4 minus 44.3. <laughs> I love this number again. So uh, yeah, mine is all about celebration. Mm -hmm. So definitely something I can step more into. Because I, I still sometimes notice I have a little bit of resistance actually to celebrate. Yeah. Uh, especially like money stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So I know, again, that's something to lean into in the discomfort, right? So yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 incredible what mm -hmm. the the I mean the whole jinkies can can give to us and and I mean anybody that's listening right now because we, we probably don't have time to explain everything exactly what the jinkies is all about and what's coming from and the sequences but if you feel called to right now you feel this nudge in your body just go to jinkies.com and there's a free profile you can pour. There's a beautiful mm -hmm. summary that they put together for you and they have a bunch of free resources there. And you will know, right, if this is for you. Oh, yeah. Like I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw Gene Keys and I was like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. here we are. <laughs> yeah. So so what do you think this will do for the future of business, the Gene Keys? You know what? One of my favorite things about this is, is really locking into these archetypes that come with the gene keys and saying like, this is my superpower. This is what I'm really good at. So how can I stand up in this and teach from this perspective? Like, this is one of my favorite things where at the very beginning of my business, I kind of struggled creating content and having like content pillars. And whenever I went back to my actual gene keys and to my human design was where I was like, what if we teach from here? What if we just show up and start, start sharing your stories that you've experienced with these keys and how they can help other people. And that is when my excitement for what I was doing just lit on fire. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can literally just read one of your gene keys and you have inspiration for a whole year, right? For sure. Have you ever looked up your human design or your gene keys for your business? Yes. I just did that recently and yeah. it's so fun. <laughs> actually, actually, I have to say, I haven't done it for the gene keys, but I've done it for my business. Mm -hmm. So the day the day when you incorporate or start your business, right, as the, the date of birth. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it, it's it's super fascinating. Well, I'm going to, once we get off, I'm going to do the gene keys for my business. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so yeah, so fascinating. Awesome. Perfect. So and you working, so people that are interested to dive deeper with you, what, what services do you offer? Who do you love to work with? So I love to work with business owners, coaches, and like spiritual entrepreneurs, just so they can be like empowered in everything that they're doing so that they can break free from the mold of like, Hey, there's a lot of coaches or healers or whoever online, mm. but like how do I really stand out in my power? Like what makes me different and how can I come alive and use my voice mm -hmm. through the natural superpowers, this natural genius that lives inside of me. So I love doing just a one and done session where people can take the information and run with it or mm -hmm. one-to-one -one where I work with people like either a week or three months at a time where they can really develop that and let it kind of come alive through that contemplation and through creativity mm -hmm. back and forth. Yeah, I love that. Beautiful. And before we wrap it up, I would love to hear from you. I mean, just one kind of nugget of wisdom that you want the world to know or something that you wish you would have known growing up and 
That is such a good question. First and foremost, I love that you, you drop that at the end. Cause that makes me so happy. Um, truly to just learn more about yourself and not feel ashamed to go deeper into who you are, because whenever you do that, and whenever you awaken these gifts that are inside of you, that you feel that pulling, that you feel that nudge to go into, even if it's different than everybody else, like step forward in that stretch your legs. It's like putting on a tight pair of jeans, you figure it out and you stretch it around and then it becomes comfortable and it becomes natural and it feels really good to you. So I found this out through my voice. And if you are somebody that feels like your voice needs to be heard, you could see yourself on a stage. You could see yourself even writing a book, Mm. start talking. Yeah. I love that. It's so true. I mean, we spend so much time looking at others, which of course is also important at some point, but yeah, we compare ourselves. We look everywhere else, but here where we are. Right. So And it's, it's an inside out journey. I mean, that's really the same for me, this whole self-development. I used to try to follow what everybody else is saying. And then I realized, what about me? Mm. (laughs) Let's, let's, let's do some research on myself. And, and I think that's what human design and the gene case is really all about. It's like, yeah, it's like research yourself so that you can be yourself unapologetically, speak your truth and do all the things that you're meant to so you can fully live the heart the life right that your heart desires so I love that yes it is so cool and I just always love chatting with you yeah likewise so we could probably talk for 10 hours about this (laughs) next next we're gonna pull up our charts and we're gonna talk all about this and (laughs) but uh yeah so anyways I hope you all enjoyed this episode Please reach out to Stephanie if you feel called to. Just trust yourself, you know, if that's the case. I'll drop everything in the show notes, how to reach out to her, her Instagram and all the good stuff. And thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Yeah, as always. And you listeners, thank you for being here. Thank you for your loyalty. Sending you much love. And I'm excited to be with you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, then please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you also know someone that you know in your heart could benefit from listening to this podcast, then I invite you to please share and help me reach more conscious leaders so we together can create global impact. I truly appreciate you and see you next time.